Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investment advisor. America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. My name is Chris Vaughn, and like I said, we do appreciate you tuning in this week. Here's the phone number, 419-909-3319. That's 419-909-3319. Always available online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, there's a magic number that you need to be saving when it comes to retirement. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We'll tell you what you might want to tell the 25-year younger you, and we'll talk about how much other people are saving for their retirement. But let me check in first. Uh, Nolan, Scott, great to be with you. How are you guys doing this week? We are doing great. It's good to be here. We've got, uh, obviously, a great show lined up. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, some how-to ideas. So make sure you grab a pen and paper. We'll give you some how-to ideas on today's show. But uh, good to be back, Chris. Good to be here. Absolutely. Glad to be with you guys. And, you know, if you don't have that pen and paper handy, uh, one thing I want to mention, always available uh, now on podcasts, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple, Google, whatever you're familiar with, uh, whatever you prefer, uh, just look up America's Retirement Headquarters on your podcast listening medium of choice, and you can check it out in the future if you happen to miss some of it. Or... Again, uh, just right now, let's jump in. Uh, we do want to educate the listeners and give them a little bit of insight. And so it's just something we're going to be doing in the future, just talking about uh, how to this, how to that. And this week, uh, we're going to talk about how to avoid being an emotional investor. Because if you look at the market crash that we experienced earlier this year in 2020, uh, followed by the market highs that we've seen more recently, it's honestly about a decade's worth of price swings, up and downs, crammed into a little over half a year. And just as some retirement savers overreacted when the market was down, The Motley Fool says some are overreacting now as the markets are going up. So let's talk about this. How do we avoid being an emotional investor? You know, making emotional decisions can really be very painful. And in fact, in a couple of minutes, we'll talk a little bit about just emotional decisions in general and, you know, how painful those decisions can be. But when it comes to your money in the market, it really hits you in the wallet, so to say, if you make those emotional decisions. The biggest lessons that I'd say, number one, if you're listening, don't follow the herd. So humans, by nature, they want to fit in and follow the herd. You know, the fear of missing out oftentimes leads investors to kind of chase hot investments that are already at high points. You know, you have to remember the key to be successful in investing long term in the stock market is buy low and sell high. You know, painful examples include the dot-com bust in the early 2000s. Mm. You had the real estate meltdown in 2008. You know, you see these trends continue today with investors kind of racing into stocks, precious metals, and digital currency. And, you know, I'm not saying there's going to be an explosion in the stock market next month or next year, but at some point this will happen. In fact, you know, overweight people oftentimes can live to a long lifetime too. So we don't know exactly when things are going to get bad. It's just saying that times are somewhat risky right now and it doesn't oftentimes pay to chase results and hot trends in the market in fact there's a good article if you want to stop over to our website america's retirement headquarters on our blog uh, you can get a copy of an article that was recently put out by dr robert schiller Uh, he is somebody that we like to follow he's got uh, a nobel prize in his investment selection process based upon the cape pe schiller ratio And in his most recent article that he talks about, he's showing based upon his Nobel Prize winning philosophy where the stock market has the highest valuations uh, ever, according to his metrics. So again, don't listen to me. Maybe don't listen to media, but listen to the guy who won the Nobel Prize in economics. (laughs) Don't follow the herd. The second 
tip that I would give you is, you know, run the fire safety drill before something bad happens so you can turn a crisis into an opportunity. You know, in financial terms, this oftentimes is referred to as rebalancing. You know, when an investor sells a portion of their investments at high points and then buys other investments at low points, it can be difficult to do this, you know, because if your investments are doing good, you, you don't want to sell them, right? And contrary to your emotional belief, you don't want to buy your losers, right? But rebalancing is a way to kind of be able to put that in place. And rebalancing, you know, has been shown that over the long term can increase the potential for meeting your goals and helping you again, buy low, sell high and stick with a disciplined investment approach. You also can do it when you have specific set targets for price swings in the market. For example, if equity prices rise more than 15%, that's when you rebalance. Or if prices drop below 15%, that's the predetermined entry point to put more money in. And you know, then you could have another entry point if it goes below 25%. The third is you want to know the exact reason why you own what you own. You know, if the goal is to generate dividend income and stock prices drop in the short term, but the dividend payment remains the same, it may not necessarily make sense to sell. You know, if you purchase a stock for the long term and it has a strong financial balance sheet and uh, maybe low debt and is in good financial health, just because the stock price goes down, maybe isn't a reason to sell. In fact, it might be a great opportunity to buy. In fact, if we look at the, the year 2020, when everybody else panicked in the beginning of the pandemic and sold off great companies, those who took advantage of that proved to be very well rewarded in what their decisions are. So the more you document what you will do in each of your situations, the better an investor will be and avoiding the painful mistakes by letting emotional decisions get involved and really turn you into more of a disciplined investor who instead is going to panic, set you up in a situation designed to help you win. You know, if you work with a financial professional, don't just say it's their job. You know, I let somebody else decide when to buy and sell. You really need to take an active role and ask questions to make sure you feel very comfortable on how the emotion of investing is going to be eliminated from your plan by making smart and educated decisions about what you do. If you work with a professional, ask them those questions. You know, what specifically are the steps that you're going to take to avoid some of the blowups and be able to help me get into the market and capture opportunities? And the more that you can document and discipline that uh, approach, I think the better off you are. But uh, Scott, I've been doing a lot of talking here because this is, again, you know, the area that I spend a little bit more time. But emotional decisions are not just within the stock market. Emotional decisions come in a lot of categories. Of course, you know, if you look at things like health insurance, uh, there can be a emotional decisions that people make when it comes to health insurance. Maybe just what's your thoughts about, you know, emotional decisions in general and how people can kind of avoid making those painful lessons? I'd like to just feed off a little bit about what you said there. Um, I know it's not baseball season, but a lot of times you might find an investor looking to hit that home run, that big investment, where maybe a lot of little singles are going to get you that uh, long-term goal with your portfolio. So uh, as far as emotional buying with health insurance, you know, you see these advertisements on, on the TV and you even hear radio advertisements especially during the open enrollment period, which has just ended here uh, uh, not too long ago. But if you don't check out what all of these offerings are and you call, you know, in the middle of the night and say, hey, um, I see these offerings are great, and you buy based on 
a commercial without doing the uh, due diligence and finding out exactly what the coverages are, you might find yourself in a situation that you don't really have what you thought you had. And that could lead to out-of-pocket expenses and paying for things that you thought were covered. You know, buying emotionally other items, whether it's, uh, uh, I'll give you a story, my son uh, was looking to get a new car. And we go to the dealership and he was looking for a Jeep. And he test drove a Jeep Wrangler and he test drove a Jeep Compass. And he says, Dad, I love the Wrangler. And I said, yeah, son, I, I get that. You know, this is his first new car. And he was thinking, yeah, this is a fun, cool car, but it didn't have any of the features. The monthly payment was considerably higher. And I said, I, I don't want you to make this decision based on whether the car is cool or not. I want it to be an economically feasible choice for you. And he ended up going with the better option, more features than that. So, you know, you always want to be leery of buying on emotion. You know, that reminds me of some clients I had with life insurance. Nolan, I know you and I both sell life insurance, and I'm sure you probably have had stories like this, but there's two types of people that buy life insurance. People that recognize the need, they want to protect their assets, they want to protect their family, and they, they are, are proactive in buying life insurance. And then you have that, that person that maybe had a loved one pass away, they're at the funeral home, and they're talking and come to find out that the person that they're visiting at the funeral home there was uh, without insurance, life insurance. Left the family, left their spouse, their kids with no uh, protection. And, you know, whether it's a, a brother, a sister, or a loved one, what have you, they come to you and they say, hey, uh, I just lost a brother. He had three kids, didn't have any life insurance. Where do I sign? The problem you run into with that is, yeah, you definitely need the life insurance, but you want to make sure that you don't want to just sign on the dotted line mm -hmm. and not know exactly what kind of policy you're getting. And, you know, you see these emotional decisions all the time, and then unfortunately the, the painful end result. You know, some of the things that I have is, uh, you know, people will forward me videos that talk about how the world's U.S. dollar is going to collapse sure. and shift your money into European currency or something else. A lot of the times when you're getting these emotional videos or emotional advertisements, I always say, start with the end. What is the end goal that that video or advertisement is trying to get you to do? It's oftentimes trying to get you to buy an investment that's different, something that they're offering. So again, you know, some of the ones that offer precious metals and say that the, the market's a terrible place to be invested at the end, they're, oh, by the way, buy precious metals from us. So again, Try to flash forward or go to the bottom and see what the end result is. That's going to help you avoid making some of those emotional decisions. Get ahead of it. You know, another good example that I oftentimes run into is the emotional decisions that you make at a funeral home when you lose a loved one. It's very, very easy in that moment to make a lot of decisions. Um, I remember, unfortunately, losing my mom not that long ago. And luckily, I was able to get planning a little bit done ahead of time. And uh, the guest book is an example. You know, it's like $250 to have a guest sure. book that people sign mm -hmm. when they come in. Yeah. Uh, I just went to the local, you know, Myers, and I got a book that people could sign for $10. Yep. So, you know, having things done ahead of time, again, having things documented is going to allow you to avoid being an emotional investor. It's going to allow you to avoid making emotional decisions. Look, don't let it happen to you. If you're not sure with your investments, you know, what you would do, if the pain you experienced in earlier this year, 
was more than what you want to bear again. If your current investment plan did not take advantage of the major market downturn that happened in 2020, then I would suggest, you know, let's sit down and let's have a conversation. Let's see if we can map out a more disciplined investment approach to be able to kind of put everything all together to turn, you know, crisis into opportunity, because that's what it can do for you. And we're certainly here to help you on that. And the number to set up a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters, again, while, while things are a little calmer than what we experienced earlier in the year, it's as good a time as any to assess the plan now and, and run that fire safety drill. Again, like uh, Nolan said, before something bad happens, it's 419-909-3319. That's 419-909-3319 so that when the markets do see their downswings or when there is a situation where uh, you could be under a little bit of emotional duress, you don't necessarily have to rush into a decision, which could be detrimental to the overall quality of your retirement. That's 419-909-3319 or online, America's Retirement headquarters.com. This is America's Retirement Headquarters here on News Radio 1370 WSBD and 92.9. Got to step aside for just a second. How much are you saving for retirement? When we come back, we'll talk about what the average is. Financial experts call them orphan 401ks. They're retirement accounts that we sort of forgot about when we changed jobs. Well, guess what? You can't afford to forget about that much money. Chances are your 401k assets make up a significant portion of your overall retirement savings. And that's why it's critical that you keep them up to date. Nolan Baker and his team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you do that. They'll review your old accounts and explain what your options are. Maybe it's best to leave the account right where it is, or maybe you'd be better off rolling it over into an IRA. Each case is different, but Nolan will work with you to figure out what's best for you. Call 419-909-3319 and ask about receiving the complimentary guide, What Should I Do With My Old 401k? That's 419-909-3319 or visit americasretirementheadquarters.com. This week, back in 1968, the Foundations released that one, Build Me Up Buttercup. Although the song is more than 50 years old now, still surprisingly pretty popular among a lot of young people today. If you don't believe us, just sing along to your grandkids and see if they'll sing along, see if they'll finish it out. Welcome back to America's Retirement Headquarters here on News Radio 1370 WSPD and 92.9-419-909-3319 is the number. That's 419-909-3319 and online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Fidelity says its customers contribute an average of about $7,200 per year to their 401k account, and they average another $4,000 from their employer match. Is there a certain amount or percentage? Is, is there that magic number that we should be contributing when it comes to our retirement plans? Yeah, great question, Chris. And uh, great into Build Me Up Buttercup. Love that song. Love and it, Another yep. good one that uh, luckily I'm on radio, not on TV, because I'm back here dancing again. But, Amen. You know, if you look at it, there's not necessarily a magical number that's right for every saver. I'm, and, you know, going to say that just save, do something to put money aside for your retirement. There is really, there's a lot that goes into figuring out this formula. And of course, that's something that, you know, through financial planning, uh, either through your 401k provider, there's financial planning software that can, you know, give you an idea as far as what your family's individual savings rates should be. You know, for example, studies have shown time and time again, those who save early and often put away you know, a lot less than those who say, wait until they're in their 40s or 50s. You know, you're playing the catch up there. Plus, since they have more time on their side, younger savers maybe have the ability to be a little bit more aggressive in their approach. You know, I'm not saying somebody in their 40s or 50s should kind of pack it up if they don't have a, a million dollars in their retirement account. But the longer and less you save, the more stressful 
meeting those retirement goals can be. If you feel you're behind the eight ball in meeting your retirement goals, I'd say take this time to get back on fast track. So number one, some of the things in you know my 20 plus years of experience that I've seen people that are feeling a little bit behind get them back on the fast track is number one is avoid and eliminate debt. You know, keep the car a few years longer. Avoid adding mortgage or other debt that could last well into your retirement years and chomp into your monthly cash flow. You know, develop a plan that's really designed to try to be as close to or if not debt-free by the time you retire as possible. So, you know, if you're a little bit behind, maybe you don't necessarily need to upgrade the house and spend that extra money. Again, life is short. You want to have a great time while you're living, but we also want to plan on you living a long time. Mm -hmm. You also, the ways that you can do it is you can cut expenses to free up current cash flow and kind of maximize your retirement savings. Um, again, packing a lunch a couple extra times a week, reviewing all of your outflows, maybe eliminating outflows that you aren't using. So still paying for that gym membership or grabbing a high dollar coffee uh, to start your day. If you cut that out and replace it with brewing coffee at home or maybe going for a walk in our awesome metro parks here in Northwest Ohio, then you redirect those savings into debt elimination or increase retirement savings. It can help about a lot. So if you think about this, if you could go back in time, what would you tell the younger you from 25 years ago? Imagine if you told younger you to save a bit more, how would things be different today? And I'm betting if you're listening to the show, I'm betting on most of the majority of our listeners are going to be here for another 25 years from now. So, you know, don't dwell on the past. Instead, make today your day to take steps that uh, in 25 years from now, you're going to look back and say, you're glad I started that this year. And, and now is the time that you can do that. We can help you out and, you know, get things on track. Anything that you would say, what would you tell yourself 25 years ago, Scott? Well, the first thing I would do is say, your mother was right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, my son's got a job now, and uh, he's 18 years old. He's building up some uh, a little bit of savings and that. And the one thing grandma tells him, girls are bad. They cost you too much money. <laughs> and then the other thing she says is put half of every one of your paychecks into a savings. Now, that might be a bit much to put half of it away because, you know, you want to go out and spend and have some fun when you're 18 years old. But boy, I tell you what, if I could go back, I would say, hey, remember what mom told you to put, because she told me the same thing, you know, uh, she said, Scott, put 50% of your paycheck away and build that savings. You know, I would go back and tell the younger Scott, when Microsoft comes out, buy as much stock as you can. <laughs> when Starbucks comes out, buy stock in Starbucks. Because I tell you, those are two, I remember when they came out and especially like Starbucks, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but boy, I tell you what, that would have been, you know, I mentioned in the prior segment, hitting a home run, that would have been a home run. But, um, you know, just try to avoid that immediate gratification on purchases of unnecessary items. You know, I remember back when I was 18, 19 years old, I went out and bought a motorcycle you know, what the heck did I need a motorcycle for? But it was fun, and I spent the money on it, and I, you know, traded that in and got a ATV. So, you know, avoid the unnecessary purchases when you're younger and build up that nest egg because it's definitely going to pay off when you're older. 
hindsight being what it is, you know, uh, it would be great to have these things 25 years ago, these nuggets of wisdom. But if you come in and visit uh, with Nolan and Scott, you come to the offices, or you go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, you will, you can scour all you want, but you won't see any time machines there. You're not going to find a DeLorean. You're not going to find any sort of device. Uh, it is not necessarily about what you should have done. It is about where you are now and what you should be doing in the future. Like Nolan said, a good number of the listeners out there, I would, I would dare say I would agree with him, most of the listeners out there right now are still going to be here 25 years from now. So knowing what you know now and what you would have told yourself back then, what can you do going forward so that 25 years from now you're not playing the, oh, I wish game, I wish I had known this, I wish I had known that. But it all starts with developing a plan now. There are certainly things you could have done uh, in the past to set yourself for more success in the future, but there are also things you can do now. It is never too late, like we say many times on the show, to get ready for your retirement. There just might be a few more moves you have to make in, in the process, but the best time to start is right now, 419-909-3319, or going online to the website. Like I said, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I, I never saw a DeLorean when I was scouring through the website. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. <laughs> America's Retirement Headquarters. We don't have one. Dot com. So there you go. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, America's Retirement Headquarters dot com. USA Today says a lot of older couples don't actually realize that their Social Security benefits are going to be lower after one of them passes away. So, guys, let's clarify that. Let's explain why is that and how do we plan for that? Well, you know, Social Security is another big topic that we spend a lot of time talking about. We teach classes at uh, local universities for people that are getting, you know, close to Social Security age. And you got to put a lot of thought into it. You know, a married couple, they don't really think oftentimes about how Social Security benefits work. They don't know the impacts of losing a loved one. They don't know, you know, how drawing spousal benefits or even survivor benefits work. But it is one of those areas that you do want to go into being fully educated. You know, married beneficiaries often assume that their household Social Security income is going to continue at the same amount when, you know, one of them passes away. But that's not the case. Uh, the day one of them dies, uh, one of the checks is going to stop. You know, what can you do to plan for this? Well, you need to make sure that you understand what survivor benefits will be, uh, depending on who dies first. Typically, the surviving spouse is going to receive the equivalent of the larger of the two benefit checks, you know, for workers with longevity in their family and, and good health, waiting to collect benefits can be a very powerful way to not only increase that person's total lifetime payout, it could also have a big impact on benefiting the survivor uh, if the benefits are smaller for that survivor receiving you know, some of those delayed retirement credits or not taking benefits early. So you know, we'll do a lot of events, and I think if I look at the statistic, roughly uh, about 70% of people are drawing benefits uh, at or before what's considered their normal full retirement age. And by doing so, what they're doing is locking in a lifetime penalty. Now, that lifetime penalty may not only just apply to that person's benefits, it actually may impact your survivor benefits. So if you're listening and uh, you're a little on the younger edge and uh, you haven't started collecting Social Security yet, uh, there's some great software, of course, that we make available. Uh, there's some great tools and resources to become educated. Don't just go into Social Security thinking, well, it's going broke. I better get what I can before it runs out. Or thinking, you know, nobody in my family lived that long, so I better start now. Or, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, I need the income right away when I retire. There could be other strategies when coordinating an overall comprehensive plan to be able to kind of put it all together for Social Security. Yeah, you know, Nolan, uh, one of the things that I do, I help, um, help the claims that come out and meet with me on Medicare is you sign up for Medicare through the Social Security website. And I would encourage anybody um, that hasn't, you don't have to be 
62 or, or um, at a magic age to sign up for a My Social Security account. Uh, you can create a My Social Security account in the, the statements that they used to send in the mail. You can get all of your Social Security information right there on the Social Security oh. website if you create a My Social Security account. It's very uh, informative information. It'll tell you all of the uh, benefits you have. It'll tell you what's good, bad, or indifferent on waiting. And, and um, uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't already signed up for a My Social Security account or created that account, I would encourage you to do so. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you go to claim your Social Security, when you go to the office to fill it out, they're not allowed to give you advice on what strategy to claim. Is that right? That's true. I mean, I think there's obviously very helpful people there to get some education, but their knob is to help you get the most benefits for the day that you apply, which may not be the best strategy to get the most income over your lifetime. And that's where meeting with a financial professional to take it all into consideration, I think, helps individual families make the right decisions on what could be their best approach with Social Security. Because there are hundreds upon hundreds of, of ways of claiming Social Security, and when uh, you are married, there, there are a lot more factors to take into consideration, like that survivorship benefit. So it is beneficial to be prepared before you go in there and figure out when the right strategy is. And maybe maybe it isn't necessarily going into the office today to start claiming. Maybe it is waiting a little while longer. Or there may be situations where you do want to go ahead and claim as soon as possible, but you don't know until you sit down and you speak with someone and weigh all the ins and outs and the pros and cons. And that is something that America's Retirement Headquarters can help you out with, because when it comes to retirement, it is not just about uh, generating income from your investments or, or you know, the money that you've saved so far, Social Security, uh, possibly a long-term care, Medicare, uh, you know, all different factors that come into that entire retirement package. And you can get started developing that plan by going to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, or giving a call, 419-909-3319. We are coming up on the end of the show, but we're going to be around for a few minutes afterwards, uh, taking calls, 419-909-3319. And like I mentioned, americasretirementheadquarters.com. We appreciate you taking the time and joining us this week here on America's Retirement Headquarters on News Radio 1370 WSPD and 92.9 FM. Hope you have an excellent week ahead of you. And gentlemen, before we go, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. It's a great time of the year, you know, and it's a good time of the year to finish strong and start off on a positive foot. Uh, make it your best year ever, and uh, we'd be happy to help you if there's any concerns that you have. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, um, I'm anxious to hear what you would tell your 25-year-old younger self, Nolan, so maybe next week we'll go over that one. Yeah, every week we'll share a little bit more, get to know us, and uh, happy to get to know you, too. You guys have a great week. We look forward to seeing you soon. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-909-3319 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.